Hello, welcome to Macro ESG. My name is Greg Beyer. Today is the 7th of June. It's 11.30 p.m. in New York. Today's post is entitled, How China and the EU Comes Out on Top in the U.S. versus Russia and Saudi Arabia Crude Oil Battle. American crude oil for Belarus reached the EU on Friday, while the OPEC plus petrostates agreed to extend production cuts for a month on Saturday. Oil prices are likely to stay up till August when the full shut-in capacity of the U.S. shale producers is back online, which will drive oil prices lower. Low oil prices will be positive for emerging stock markets, but a drag on their leap to a carbon-free future. The rich EU will lead the world in a green recovery, independent from petropolitics. And China will likely come out on top and take aim to sink the U.S. dollar. A bridge too far. Russian consternation must be running high as the first shipment of American crude oil for Belarus reached the EU late on Friday, June 5th. Belarus has a direct pipeline to Russia, but they failed to come to an energy agreement, so supplies ended on January 1. Belarus this year has imported seaborne oil seven times from Norway, Saudi Arabia, Russia, and Azerbaijan. Once you show that you have the possibility to diversify your sources, you are stronger in dealing with the main supplier, said Lithuania's uh, Minister of Ener- uh, Energy Minister. These shipments are exactly what Russia does not want. If anyone is wondering why Putin is taking the risk to put his name on the ballot for increasing the length of his presidency during a downturn, this is it. Reports coming out of Moscow indicate that there are food security issues, so it's no small gamble. Putin will likely remain in control through his overwhelming propaganda power. His bet is that if he can push the Americans out while weathering the discontent at home, he will get better prices later and reward his supporters with a more secure economic future. MBS is making the same bet too and taking risks as well. The Institute of International Finance estimates that overall GDP in the Gulf will contract 4.4% this year. The IIF sees real GDP in Saudi Arabia declining 4% this year and its deficit widening 13%. In the first quarter, Saudi Arabia's oil exports declined by $11 billion, and the budget deficit increased by $9 billion. Non-trivial changes. The kingdom can afford these hits, but not forever. MBS knows this and is making his move. China. Forebodingly, China was the main destination for Saudi exports in Q1, followed by Japan and India. China was also the main origin for Saudi imports. China is Saudi Arabia's number one business partner, not the U.S. Coronavirus shock risk. Both Putin and MBS could lose their bets if rising coronavirus infection rates in their countries do not abate. If the infections continue, my guess is that they will flood the market with crude and drive all of the higher-cost producers out of business. There are really profound global power dynamics at work. Mexico tanking? 
Mexico signaled this weekend that it was not participating in the extension of production cuts. As the U.S. smoothed over ruffled feathers by agreeing to a production cut to make up for Mexico's refusal to cut is indicative of just how badly the Trump administration had wanted this to go. Mexico is clearly in a precarious state financially, perhaps more than most people appreciate. America and OPEC? And did anybody notice that the U.S. just participated in a global price-fixing cartel? Did America just pay Mexico's oil tab at OPEC? Yes, to both questions. So ironic after all of the wall rhetoric. Saudi's endgame. Saudi Arabia is taking the deepest cuts as the most financially stable player. But what are they getting out of the cuts right now? Return to being the oil power hegemon? My guess is weapons from the U.S., in parentheses, to square off with a weakened Iran, in parentheses, which sparked the firing of the State Department's Inspector General, who was investigating that very same issue. But first, they have to clean up House. American politics. After being strongly rebuked in Congress for the war in Yemen, Saudi led a UN virtual conference for the world's largest relief effort. Clearly, the Saudis are trying to put this time behind them and move on. G20 meeting. The Saudis, current chair of the, of the G20, announced Friday at the meeting in Cairo that they would contribute $500 million to fight the COVID pandemic. Saudi shopping. Saudi Arabia converted $40 billion to invest in leading uh, mainly U.S. blue-chip names during the recent equity market route through its sovereign wealth fund, PIF. Crown Prince MBS will face certain pressure if the equity markets have another leg down from the pandemic, and he takes a loss here. Arms deal risk. Again, I believe that the U.S. is on the verge of key arms transfers, but will this technology end up with China if the Americans and the Saudis fall out and China remains Saudi's biggest buyer of crude? The Oil War, Part 2. More of the Petra War is coming up, and this will be the hardest bit. With the Saudis and the Russians on the same side, they are keen to exert their power, which is declining as the world goes green. Their number one target is the U.S. shale producers. Ironically, though, while the U.S. has become more energy independent, the U.S. economy has become increasingly hostage to declining world prices and... and foreign price manipulation because of debt finance with over-optimistic price assumptions for shale operators to break even. U.S. financing methods carry national security risks as well. Reuters reports that a senior administration official stated on Thursday when asked about the OPEC Plus meeting, we trust that other major oil producers will not revert to policies that impede an orderly and swift recovery from these unprecedented global economic conditions. Trump. On Friday, President Trump thanked Russia and Saudi Arabia on Twitter for saving the U.S. oil business, otherwise it would be, quote, worthless. That is true. But have they actually been saved, and what does this mean for the rest of the global markets? As Russia is said to have pushed Saudi Arabia hard for another month of extensions, this may have been a political trade with the U.S. to keep crude oil prices up and, the support, and support the U.S. oil patch. So what did Russia get out of it? Perhaps this is why Trump is so actively supporting Putin to attend the June G7 meeting 
zero interest from the other uh, G7 members, but it doesn't really matter because Trump is, uh, is in charge of it and he can invite anybody he wants. And arms sales to Saudi Arabia and Trump controversially fired the inspector general at the State Department. This is the fourth government watchdog removed this year by President Trump that prompted Senator Grassley of Iowa, a Republican, to claim that he would seek to block two of Donald Trump's nominees. An unusual move for a Senate Republican to maintain, quote, checks and balances. uh, Trump is risking his key Senate support to get this deal done. Not peak oil, it's peak demand. As I've written about previously, the zenith and peak demand has likely been hit, and the petrostates are simply doing their best to manage the, to manage the decline by balancing, pushing the U.S. oil producers out of business while making enough to stay solvent themselves. EU green recovery. The rich EU will lead the world in a green recovery and independence from petropolitics. The 750 billion euro, 826 billion dollar package is breathtaking in its scope and ambition. Europe is making a huge investment that will become the model that the rest of the world will follow. The EU companies will be leading the technology revolution on this front too. The EU is also carrying a risk to, as well. If they implement the program poorly and get the investment wrong, the EU will have just lost a staggering amount of money leading to more poverty and a decline in the belief in the EU. Crude decline. I expect the price of crude to start to decline in August once the shutting capacity from the U.S. shale producers is fully brought back online. OPEC Plus will have no choice but to push them out again. The decline in oil prices will be a boost to most countries in the short term, especially in the emerging markets, as it will keep scarce dollars at home. As U.S. crude output resumes again, for sure, OPEC Plus will remove their curbs and send oil prices plummeting. This will hurt Trump politically. Another key objective of OPEC Plus and the overall impact of these petropolitics is to, to diminish the world's uptake to renewable energy. Now, well, will this be more greatly felt than in the emerging markets? RMB wildcard for USD. As China will become the main petroclient of Saudi Arabia, and is the main petroclient, The biggest switch could be if they started pricing crude in RMB. This would be the way to hit the U.S. dollar at the reserve currency. The U.S. has huge advantages of being able to roll its debt with the dollar as the reserve currency. So what is the investment opportunity? I'm increasingly impressed with the resilience of China's stock market. With the pandemic allegedly behind it, Chinese equities have barely budged during the recent global equity market route, nor did it soar with the Fed's latest monetary blast. When looking at oil carefully, the Chinese are clearly in a superior position to buy oil from the Saudis and perchance use their market power to completely reorient the world's foreign exchange markets through RMB pricing. As China gets increasingly restive along its borders, particularly with India, this attempt looks likely. The Europeans are about to become the world's thought leaders at a wholesale shift away from climate-harming economic practices. As the EU succeeds, and I expect that they will, the OPEC-plus nations will drop the price as low as they can go to sell before their assets are worth zero. Ironic that the U.S. sought energy independence to be free of foreign nations, but now that oil has crashed, it's fascinating that oil has again made the U.S dependent on foreign nations, this time on raising oil prices to be positive for the U.S. 
a very ironic development. Thank you very much for joining us. I wish you a very good day.